Hello, and welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master, and you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real-play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? I'm Paul, and I play Charlie da 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 Sparse Pine. <laughs> I'm Michael, and I play Professor Rudimentus Dyslexic... Dis- <laughs> <laughs> dyslexic Recipes Sneeze. Folks, he didn't even try to do that on purpose. <laughs> 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 I'm Lydia, and I play Liliana Metal Dice Shadow Garden. Hey, Cause Metal I, Dice! Because I got a set of Metal Dice for Valentine's Day. Ooh, nice. nice! I have a set of Metal Dice too. It's so fun. <laughs> oh, I'm the only one who doesn't have Metal Dice. I went from the beginning of the podcast with having absolutely no dice to now having probably too many. <laughs> Nice. Well, maybe I'll have to get myself a metal dice set just so I can be with the cool kids. But yeah. uh, I'll leave it as an out-of-character question for now. Uh, does Reshiram like um, Professor Sneeze? Or do we not know anything about that yet? Well, you saw Reshiram having a, a fair enough cordial communication with Sneeze, anyway. Okay. Okay. Should we just dive into that in, in character? Yeah. You're certainly good. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you're getting out of the ele- you're going up the elevator. So who knows what's out the other side of the door? But you've, you've got that. You, you made it's it up out of the playing. fire and the explosions and the other noises. But now you've got the music in the background. <laughs> it's a, it, it's Cynthia's score, but like much slower and jazzier. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting very uh, like Portal Two vibes out of this. <laughs> Portal, Portal Two ending vibes. The uh, cake was a lie. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to go up and, and yeah. into a chorus of turrets. Oh, right. yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so are you all just kind um, of standing awkwardly in the elevator? Uh, Charlie probably was like, so what was the deal with that like lady with the like the the white hair and the white jacket and all that stuff? What was what was her deal? Oh, that um that was Reshiram. Um, wait, what? Yeah, uh, Reshiram kind of broke me out a, a little bit. Of the way, um... So you guys are, like, best friends then, or...? I mean, we're we're on speaking terms, if that's something. Uh, uh, the, 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 what is it, Cook Reminder? Uh, the way that uh, Restaurant explained it to you is, because Zekrom showed, Zekrom showed one of you favor, it was obligated mm-hmm. to do the same. Obligated to be. My mom and your mom said that I have to play with you. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what it was. Uh, I'd like to roll an occult education and just see how much Charlie knows about uh, Zekram Reshiram and. Beyond. Uh, we'll leave it at that for now until I roll my occult ed. This is a real good occult ed. The, the lowest die I rolled is four. Let's see how well Tipsy Paul can do math. Uh, 31 in occult ed. Oof. Wow, That's that gets you a lot, mm-hmm. actually. Um, so you would have the story, the uh, myth, that long ago two brothers were in an argument about uh, which was more necessary, the truth and realities of the world or the ideals to push it forward. Um, they both had a Pokemon that they kind of co-shared, and according to legend, Arceus heard their uh, their argument and split that Pokemon in two, 
each one embodying the different types so that they could kind of battle it out. Uh, every time that Zekrom and Reshram have shown up bef- uh, since then, it has been to have that kind of conflict between two equal and opposing forces, or at least two forces in opposition. Ideals and truth are generally involved, but are not always the main point of the conflict. Uh, Zekrom is ideals, more often than not. That is uh, Zekrom's area. So your view of the world, you're focusing towards it, that Uh, Not necessarily being connected to reality, but having an idea of the world you want and working towards it, no matter what the reality actually is. Whereas Reshiram is grounded in reality, where it is, this is what is right now, and what can we do with what we have? And they both end up working in that direction. Obviously, there's extremes to either side. Uh, Zekrom ends up having no context of reality and will sometimes ignore the terrible consequences of its actions because it's aiming for an idealized world, and Reshiram will be so focused on the reality that it will not be able to see what can come beyond, and can be a little doomsaying in that way, more often than not. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they end up in constant conflict. Uh, The equal and opposite are the ideas of their conflict, and what is equal between them and what is opposite between them can sometimes seem to fluctuate. Uh, So, when one of them acts, the other one acts either in the opposite direction or as a direct equal counter to them. And it's... That kind of explain why Reshiram's like, hey, since Zekram, Zekram befriended one of you, I need to befriend one of you too. Or like... And, and not even to that extent, it's uh, Zekram did, did a favor to one of you, therefore I must do one favor. Looking at the essence of the conflict you're dealing with right now... You feel like Zekrom is probably more emotionally motivated, whereas Reshiram is Reshiram is going to be ignoring its emotional triggers because of some of the ideas of the conflict between the two. Even just uh, speaking between as much as you've seen as the heads of the Flames of Agni and the head of the Futurists, that they are kind of looking in that direction. That's another thing that you might notice. Their companion Pokemon to the drivers of these conflicts. They don't go far from the person that they're a companion with, mm-hmm. which means mm-hmm. that the head yeah. of the Flames of Agni was near Zekrom every time you met it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, that, okay. And so that's there too. Uh, you also would know that the uh, in more of the rumors, there was a third part to this conflict or this setup the shell of the pokemon that was left behind after uh reshiram and zekrom were split um Kyurem is usually uh what that one is called it tends to want to be a peacekeeping force between the two since both of them were embodied in it but over the centuries and over time, it has grown often disillusioned. It will appear in the same place as these two do, but often it will simply stay out of the conflict unless it is brought in by another source. Uh, it is probably mm-hmm. hidden itself. The thing is, it can only work with one of the two, and so it, it and it doesn't like choosing between the two. But it is definitely a force multiplier on whichever one it works. Mm-hmm. Which means that it is sometimes sought out by one or both of the parties to win the conflict in their favor. 
and it's gotten kind of disgusted by that and often just disavows the entire thing. Uh, Charlie uh, does relay all that to the party um, about the the legend and about the um, the tendencies that they have, and especially about the Curem as well. The third and final thing you know is Curem uh, being its nature and where it's going. Far, far, far north is its most likely location. It's going to be somewhere north. Okay. Cold and isolated. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that will that can help us uh, decide where we're going next. Then potentially, maybe. about at this point, you hit the top and the doors slide open. It seems to be an empty lobby. We should get out of here. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's book it. Let's go. Let's go. Go go go. Mm-hmm. Okay, you rush out. Uh, you get out of the building. Uh, the grounds. You remember that there were people patrolling it, but it seems that there's enough uh, smoke coming out of some of the vents. Remember, something exploded mm-hmm. somewhere uh, at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's enough smoke coming out of the vents, things that they are distracted at the moment, and you're able to head out before you are... At about this point, what do you all remember about what you learned and what you ran into during the last couple of sessions, episode or two? Oh. I know we need to decide what direction we're going. We can't go east yet, because that requires more badges. If I remember correctly, going north also requires and is recommended to have more badges. But again, if north is where Kiram is, maybe we need to figure out something in those regards. Um, And then if we go to the west, that's where the Illumina Oasis is, and that's also more related to the Futurists. And regardless of direction, we have to be careful about what information we give out about ourselves and what routes we're taking and who we're talking to since we're being closely watched. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just to do a quick overview for each one of you uh, to give the gist of what you kind of covered for it. Professor Sneeze, where you were working, you were sorting a bunch of different things. You were kind of looking through, finding what it is. You got into a conversation with one person there who was talking about the crystals and the discovery that Mm -hmm. the crystals were more easily powered by a psychic or electric type Pokemon or a Pokemon of sufficient power. Though psychic and electric type is better. And they can do um, a number of effects if you can get them to be properly controlled or powered by those Pokemon, um, especially in the mm-hmm. Illumina Oasis. They're looking at that and seeing what connections they can have to the Crystal Caverns, but especially there. Liliana, you went to a group of voices and you found, you ended up in a boardroom where they were talking about an expedition to the Crystal Caverns, to High Keep and the Crystal Caverns. And they were about to approach High Keep and they were going to blaze a a direct trail through the crystal cavern something that has been roundly blocked over and over again because it's quite possible that the d side of the region would riot if it was done and it seems like it's about to be done just as the uh flames of agony are agitating again as well also just as a quick comment here do am i remembering correctly like don't the Crystal Caverns have a way to access the archetype of uh, Bliss and Ignorance? There, You ran into someone who seems to be connected to that, yes. So somewhere within the Crystal Caverns is likely to be that Pokemon. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Charlie, you went on and you ran into uh, Professor Mankineel recording something on a recorder talking about looking in different areas, trying to uh, get things moving towards. She also pointed to the Illumine Oasis. That's where it seems the main headquarters for the future, for the futurists are, and where whatever orders that are 
uh, having you as fugitives are sent, and that's where you'd have to go to get them repealed okay. or brought back and okay. worked with. Maybe now is not the best time to, to share this, but like once we are like kind of away from the base, I want to let the other people know that I have the, the Rotom voice recorder thing. Yes, you stole the voice recorder with the Rotom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, so I think at this point, uh, Charlie says, well... Uh, the Illumine Oasis is where uh, where the futurists have their headquarters, and like they're they're going to be coming for us. Like there's we we can't hide at, at this point. So like if we're gonna get them to stop going after us, we got to go to the Illumine Oasis. Oh yeah, and hey guys, check this out. And Charlie like throws it at Sneeze, I think the the recorder. No, it's a it's a recorder. What? What? Yeah, I think there's a uh, Rotom in there, and um, oh. Mancaniel was using it, and um, I don't know, maybe we can get something off of One this. One second here. <laughs> because Rotom has some electric. <laughs> Good. I mean, it was just thrown at you. This is its best chance to duck out. <laughs> Does this technically count as, like, your first snagged Pokemon? <laughs> His second, actually, because remember he took that. Uh, oh, true. I've I've snagged a few Pokemon. I technically snagged. Um, oh, three. Uh, right. Nilly. Four. Wow. Well, you didn't do and the snagging snagged, for Nilly, but I threw the ball. You're right. Yeah. yeah, I snagged the Malamar, which I need to also. It's been on my mind as I've been like uh, rethinking about this. Like, I need to make sure I find. Like, I said, I'd get the Pokemon back to the trainer. I need to do that. <laughs> And then also, I, didn't I snag the, the, uh, um... Floppy copy. Dead ex... Flop, oh, floppy copy, yeah. Didn't I snag the, the executor, too? Did you? You did! Wow, you did, yeah. Because yeah. that, that was, that was his Pokemon. You're more of a devious thief than Liliana is. <laughs> I mean, like, she'll just take material <laughs> possessions from people, but you're, you're, you're stealing kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> gotta watch out for those goofy ones there you <laughs> go <laughs> okay so first things first you probably want to get to ground and get uh professor sneeze his uh new disguise yep oh yeah hey sneeze by the way yeah. it's me liliana i don't know how you already oh, figured that out because i thought my costume was pretty good but apparently my <laughs> voice is too high to even pass off as a like prepubescent boy, but okay, whatever. It's just the power of deduction. I figured who else would Charlie be hanging out with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, you knew it was me too. Because <laughs> I think what what is Charlie wearing? Charlie's wearing like a, a ball cap and overalls, a flannel shirt. Yeah, I mean, you look like you'd be at home back on your farm. <laughs> I, it, it's possible if you didn't know him, you wouldn't know it was him. But you've traveled with him for months now. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, Sneeze, here's your stuff, and you also owe me. Hold on, drum roll, please. I'm, I'm, I'm not looking. Just make it up. You won't. You. Know. Oh yeah, true. You owe me ten thousand, uh, Pokeyan. <laughs> ten thousand. You owe me ten thousand. Uh, what? The- what is the costume that you are giving him? That I don't remember, to be honest. I remember <laughs> we went with something like really weird. Uh, well, didn't, doesn't he also have kind of like a farmer getup as yeah, well? Yeah, it is. Uh, it something like, like that. Yeah, jean overalls, boots, a flannel shirt. Um, I feel like there was something for your hair, like a hat mm-hmm. or something to hide it. Probably like a straw hat or something. Yeah. yeah, like a, yeah. I think Liliana nice. is the only one that isn't dressed like a farmhand. 
I think you're correct. <laughs> It, it, it's it's yeah it's a far, basically a farmer his son and it's uh it's not a phase dad other son. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, this is just a good disguise, I suppose. But ten thousand. So, are you paying me that back uh, all in one go, or is it going to be installment payments? I will charge interest. I'm going to roll an intuition on the cost of this. <laughs> uh, Liliana can roll guile to oppose it if she wishes. I certainly will. <laughs> well, that's a 30 in intuition. Ooh. Ooh. She's also rolling more dice. Oh, he beat me. <laughs> he beat you, yep. Okay, so... I got 11. <laughs> 11, yes. Oh, my. So, it was more, but how much more? Not, not exactly, but... A little bit more than it actually costs. Ludicrously more than it actually costs. <laughs> How about I give you 4000 How's that? Heck no. That's highway robbery. You got to give me 8000 at least. That's a huge discount. 5500 No. No, 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 no. I'm drawing the line at 8000 Or I'll just keep the disguise and not give you anything. I will tear you apart. <laughs> I will drop down to 7,750 and not a yen lower. <laughs> Try me, old man. <laughs> yeah. Fine. 7,750 it is. This is how we get player combat haggling. <laughs> okay. So anyways, is that all in one or is that going to be installments? Here, you can take it. Okay. Thank you. So now that you're in kind of a more uh, safer place, kind of sequestered and away in lands meet, you've got your disguises, you've got things together. Uh, you're still beaten up from the battle, but you can't really mm-hmm. go to the Pokemon Center unless you want to know because uh, you want to know them to know that you're there. So your Pokemon are registered to you. So well, so so he- here's a thought on that, and again, maybe Charlie doesn't have this thought. Maybe this is a thought for somebody else to have, but like they know we're on lands meet mm-hmm. right now. Like they they know we are here. Mm-hmm. So if we're gonna heal up a Pokemon and not really give away a location, would here not be the best way to do it? I was thinking about that. Here's the thing: you're not just giving your location away; you're giving them a time to respond. That's true because it's not just a ding, 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 a ding. Yep. Using a Pokemon Center does take time. When we were going through back alleys and stuff, did there seem like there were maybe any like? kind of sketchy type of clinics that would be kind of along the lines of like gyms or not gyms um pokey centers ah. yeah you, you'll get healed up but your pokemon i'll get the blight <laughs> <laughs> that's fine one of them already has it <laughs> give me a perception check okay uh, well if there's that? anything like no hey, is charlie looking like, for that Yeah, or could it be more of an could it be more of a general education? Like, would Charlie just like know anything? Mm. Charlie could substitute for general ed since he's here. Yes. Okay. Not that like that's worse than my my perception, but. Oh, I got thirteen for perception. Okay. General ed, uh, Charlie got a seven. You didn't find anything specific, but it's hard to. The thing is, when you have completely free health care areas, 
the only reason you're having a back alley cl clinic is because you're doing something illegal. So it's probably around, but you'd have to, you're, it's going to be a more involved process. At the most, you found people that you could ask to find the people who you would have to ask to find. Charlie with a seven, you have no idea, but you're certain they'll charge you an arm and a leg. Let's see how we're doing real quick. Cause my so let's just take a quick stock of this. Bernie's at full health. Harry's at full health. Nilly's at full health. Katana's at full health. I guess I didn't even really battle a whole lot there. Uh, <laughs> Cuddles is one one HP down. Weird. And Giggles is full. I, all my Pokemon are full health. So Charlie is... Because Charlie didn't really do any battling that last round there. So I guess Charlie's okay. Yeah, you were kind of later. Because Ruse had to go find you and get you back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shh. I mean, some of my Pokemon can use help, like Grunge is at negative 23 with four injuries. Oof. Yeah, Grunge Yikes. got pretty heavily hit. Yeah, some people did stuff, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Schmoopy and Boss are both uh, real bad off. Mm -hmm. Boss has four injuries, Schmoopy has two. Oof. Okay, so then let's see, what do, what do we have in our inventory then? Yeah, do you have bandages? Charlie has four uh, bandages. Okay, well, that's something. Oh, I've got six bandages, so... I've got five bandages. Hey. Okay. okay. So, yeah, maybe we just need to make use of the, the bandages. And then as far as, like, potions go, Charlie has five super potions. I mean, that's only 35, but that's... I mean, that should be about half of most Pokemon, except for, like, series of Pokemon that have a million HP. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some super potions and hyper potions. Yeah. Um, some Moo Moo Milk also, and I can also make Moo Moo Milk. Still so weird. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's true. We could just use inventory, I suppose. Very quickly, to talk about an injury. If a Pokemon or trainer has an injury, they can naturally heal from a single injury if they go 24 hours without gaining any new injuries. Trainers can also remove injuries as an extended action from themselves by draining 2 AP. Oh, that's another thing. If I, if I have some mushrooms, I can make a hearty meal and give 2 AP to whoever eats a hearty meal. A very quick thing for this also... You can only heal, a Pokemon can only heal three injuries a day, yes. even going to okay. a Pokemon center. So you can heal three injuries, and then the next day you can heal the, the, the four with, with natural. So basically, for boss and grunge especially, what you could do is give each of them two bandages and have them heal a third injury by just resting them for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And they'll okay. heal three of those, and then they'll have one injury left after the 24 hours. They'll also be healing by resting, so by the time the 24 hours are over, they'll be back up to their max injured HP, and then you'll be able to heal the last HP. Uh, for Schmoopy, you can do it with two bandages or one bandage right. and they're in natural healing and not doing it for 24 hours. While you're considering this and you're kind of figuring out healing and working your way towards it, uh, the other thing is, uh, as I see it right now, you have three routes that you could go. Uh, the most obvious one is going west, which you're going to need to do eventually to get rid of being wanted to work your way towards it and see what the futurists are up to. Uh, another route is north, if you want to try to find Kyurem and see what it can do about the other two fighting and the, the conflict that's kind of building up. Or, and this one is a bit of a long shot, but... If the trail gets blazed or even starts getting blazed through the Crystal Caverns, a fight between the Flames of Agni and the Futurists with a fair number of people on each side is pretty inevitable. Mm -hmm. Because the Flames of Agni will have a bunch of new recruits, 
and the futurists seem to have the rangers on their side. And now they'll have an excuse. Hmm. The problem is, from what Liliana heard, they are either in High Keep now or within a day's travel. You are about three days' travel from High Keep. Only once before have you ever moved a long distance in a short period of time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when that was? That was uh, on that the was... Metagross, wasn't it? Yep. Oh, the Metagross is one. I, I, I mean, yeah. You, you, oh, the slides? The slides are another one. I, I didn't say it very well. Yeah, the, you've, you've got a couple of ones. Maybe there's only one that you might be able to replicate, and it's neither of those. Um, there was... You entered into a tunnel that you weren't supposed to go into. You dreamed you were at the beach. Oh, yeah. yep. When you awoke, very little yeah. time had passed, and you were much farther away. So we all just take a nap. Just take a nap. You have plenty of things in your inventory. Do you remember one more thing that you have? We have the, the tea bags to summon Eileen. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> it's possible, but remember who you're summoning. Yeah. Right. An old friend. True. <laughs> As you're healing and working your way through and deciding what to do next. I, I almost thought you were going to say, that is all the time we have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, really <laughs> we're done. <laughs> nice short one today. Just, you know. <laughs> we get out of an elevator. <laughs> a quick 30 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> it's a very long elevator, though. <laughs> I want to hear what you, you folks think that we should do. I, I think we should head towards the Illumine Oasis. I, I, I don't like this feeling of being hunted. I'd rather cut that off at the head if we can. But if we could get Kiram? Kiram. Kiram? Like Kiram, but Kiram. Kiram. You want to Kiram or you want to heal him? Pretty close. Yep. Yep. Okay. You got it. Okay. So... Or, or we could go and get Kiram on our side. It's uh, it's an option, but I, I, I don't know. I think I've had enough of uh, these these legendaries and their ways for a couple of days anyway. Oh, come on. It's more, I was going to say manpower, but I guess it's just Pokemon, genderless Pokemon power. Anyways, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but then there's also, like, if the flame, if the futurists do, like, bore through the Crystal Caverns, like, that's going to incite conflict right away. Uh, maybe but. they'll just, maybe boring through the caverns, they'll just run into the the archetype of bliss and ignorance, and they'll just stop. That's a nice hope. <laughs> Even though I do hate the, the wanton destruction of this natural wonder of the, the caverns. In all sincerity, though, I think Charlie and Paul both also think that it would make the most sense to go to the Illumine Oasis. So Charlie says, uh, "How about we? How about we go to the? How about we go to the Illumine Oasis and try and like uh, stop our issues there? And like, I don't know. Maybe we can uh, talk to our cadaver friend who we played chess with. You wouldn't know about that, Liliana. Don't don't worry about that. But like, maybe we can talk to them, and maybe they maybe they'll have an anti-futurist sentiment, and maybe they don't like the futurist being in in the oasis. We could we could we could mount up some allies there." And I've got a, a, an inn, so to speak, with Reshiram, too. So that's that's got to count for something. Uh, Nick, I'm going to roll a general education about uh, the gym leader in for the Illumine Oasis. Okay. What is his name? Charlie rolled a six. <laughs> There's definitely a gym leader at the Illumine Oasis. Can... Great. I'll, I'll roll the general education as well. 
I'm not going to because the six is the best that I can do for a gen ed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 16. 16. Wow, on six dice? Yep. Whew, you guys do not. I, I rolled just about the the op. So the the thirty that I rolled in intuition, I rolled the opposite side of all of those dice. You don't know much <laughs> about fine. the Illumina Oasis, I guess, or about the, at least the gym leader there. <laughs> you do know that he is a psychic and electric type. Mm-hmm. His typings: Phaedrus, P H A E D U R S. Uh, he is the. D-R-U-S? D-R-U-S. Phaedrus, yes. You said D-U-R-S. D-R-U-S, sorry. D-R-U-S, thank you. Yes. Uh, Phaedrus, he is the head of the Illumine Academy there, which is part of the training and Mm. organizing there. It seems like his public persona at least uh, keeps away from the more glitz and glam of the Illumine Oasis. Like, uh, think of the Illumine Oasis as Las Vegas with a... Massive research center, weirdly in the middle of it as well. At least that's the that's the myths and and stories you you'd hear about it. Huh. And so he's more seems to be more in the academic side and less uh, gambling and games of chance and everything else. Oh gosh, we're not going to get Liliana out of there, are we? Suddenly, <laughs> I'm intrigued to go to the little mine oasis. <laughs> Is Elba going to be there? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's hard for the gym leaders to leave their spheres of influence, but if any of them would do it on a whim, it'd be Alba. Heck yeah. <laughs> I mean, she'd be gone and back so fast, no one would even it's notice. True. It's true. Right? Speaking of, with all of her interactions, you probably don't want to run into her again. But <laughs> One thing you would know with those uh, roles, Charlie, you'd kind of know from being here a little bit, but Professor Sneeze, you'd know as you're thinking of going to the Illumina Oasis, that seems to be where you're aiming towards. The best way for you to get out of here would be to hire yourself onto a caravan as guard. Either uh, either a bigger caravan or a smaller group of people, simply because that means that you would be less noticed, someone would take care of kind of working your way towards it, and uh, it would allow you to... Make your way through because right now three people, one older and two much too much younger, are going to be noticeable. Even if they like, you may be able to talk your way past the guards, just as the three of you. But you're going to have to talk to the guards if you if you walk out as yourselves, explain where you're going and why. If you're part of a caravan or a group or you're bodyguarding a certain number of people then you're going to have a better go of it where there's going to be less scrutiny, most likely. The downsides of that is you are attached to a caravan, then, for wherever it's going and however long it's going. True. Well, in the interests of playing low, I mean, we've all got these disguises. Wait, did anybody in there see you in your disguises? Yeah, but they don't know who we are. I mean, we were wearing our disguises uh, when we... Went to, uh, when we, uh, attacked the base here. Charlie, they thought, was captured by an unknown, nondescript scientist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, then we can probably just keep these disguises, and, uh, then we can sneak out with the caravan guarding it and, and make sure it's one on, the, on its way to the Illumine Oasis and, and then we'll disembark there. Places that are hiring bodyguards looking for caravanning would be near the job board. Uh, yeah, and like if we get hired out, then we can also earn a little bit of extra money uh, for, for doing it. So let's, uh, let's, uh, let's do be a bodyguard on a caravan. Yeah, we can beat people up if we have to. <laughs> or want to. 
Uh, see, so the other thing you you all will know is that you're heading into territories where Ravager Pokemon are still seen more often. Which is why we are bodyguards. Where you've traveled so far, wild Pokemon have been indifferent to you. Most of the time, some have been friendly. Going west, north, and especially east of Landsmeet, d- their default is hostile. We've dealt with two of those before, no big deal. <laughs> I didn't. Charlie didn't really say that. No. D- don't, please, please, Arceus, don't don't take yeah, that to heart. <laughs> so you're heading to look at the job board yes. then with your new disguises and everything. Uh, if you're healing your Pokemon, and everything, just kind of make a note on it for yourselves that you're putting that together. But you said sorry. So to quick go back to the healing stuff, yes. you said like two bandages would heal. Yep, two, uh, uh, two bandages and twenty-four hours of rest will heal grunt will heal three of Grunge's injuries and put him back up to the max HP he can have while that one injury is still there. I'm gonna use three of my bandages, one on Schmoopy, so that Schmoopy after twenty-four hours will be perfectly healed. Yep. And two on Boss, so Boss will lose three injuries. And then you said an extended action. Spending two AP, draining two H- would a, uh, AP, draining two. yes, drain. Uh, if you drain two a- AP, you don't get them back until you take an extended rest, which is four hours of no action. Sure, sure, sure. Professor um, Sneeze can remove an injury from himself, not from another Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Really? Trainers cannot remove injuries from their Pokemon; they can only remove it from themselves. Oh, okay, well, fine. I don't do yeah. that. No, you, you cannot. You cannot lay your hand on a Pokemon and just suck an injury out. I'm afraid. <laughs> Well, how how good of medic training do you need for that? Uh, there is a me- the, the medic class does let you do that for some things. Oh, mm. I'll have to look into uh, that. There's one. Is, is he a waterbender, perchance? <laughs> yeah. Uh, highest level <laughs> medic class is uh, I believe it's called "Don't Die on Me" or "Don't Don't Die on Me Yet" or something like that, where you move your full action and immediately heal a Pokemon that's dropped below zero HP, and if you move them above zero HP, then they're fine and they keep moving. Wow. So it's cool stuff. The medic, the medic class is fun. But you go to the message boards, or the yeah, the message board to look at caravan hiring. One of the things you notice is, as you're looking at it, can I get perception or intuition checks from everyone? Yeah, intuition it is. Perception it is. Perception. 22 in perception for Charlie. 16 perception for Liliana. 17 intuition. That was a pretty garbage roll. Okay. So there are... But at least it was pretty garbage. (laughs) Looks nice. (laughs) It was a shiny Garbodor. (laughs) So there are some bigger caravans that are hiring many, like several guards and, and going in different places, especially towards the Illamine Oasis and other places. The one thing, uh, Professor Sneeze pretty quickly steers you all away from those because on every single one of them, they mention a background check or some sort of checkup or things there where they are going Mm. to be checking in on who you are and what you're doing. And the easiest way to do that is to walk over to the Pokemon Center and hand a Pokeball over. That's not a good idea. Nope. That's Mm -hmm. tougher to do. So you're looking at more individual personal bodyguard work. And there seem to be two that fit the best, though Liliana actually finds the third. And it's not because of the perception check, but because of the price tag on it. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, the one you find that seems to fit almost exactly what you're doing is a man named Lucas Green. 
is looking for uh, some... He actually writes them as roadies for a bit, but that's crossed out and said bodyguards to help him get out to the Illamine Oasis directly. It seems that he's an aspiring uh, musician who has a set that he's hoping to put up into the Illamine Oasis itself. He does have the three badges needed to travel on his own to the Illamine Oasis, but he's still asking for backup for the main idea. So it seems like he would be decently well put together, but that is what he's looking for. The pluses for that, you're going directly there. The minus is is that you'll be with him the entire trip. And he seems to be willing to pay 10,000 poke per person. He's looking for two to four people. So you guys, you guys would fit right within that. How convenient. And another one that you found that seems decent, but works well, is there is a... There is someone from the Monastery of the Scaled Fist who is... A lot of the writing is a little confusing. He seems to be talking about a retreat and opening your mind with him and working on different things. Uh, His uh, travel destination is Until We Part, uh, but in a westerly direction. So it seems like you'd be able to leave at almost any moment. Uh, Since he is from the Monastery of the Scaled Fist, an acolyte there, he is able to travel wherever he wishes. That that helps with it, and seems to be, uh, in his writing, he's older than Professor Sneeze, so he's well-seasoned. The biggest issue with his is that he's offering 5,000 poke per person. He's also saying plus priceless experience, but who knows what that means. So, <laughs> How many milestones is priceless experience? <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know if it translates exactly, but you're, you're, you're worth try- it's worth trying, I suppose. But, Liliana, you grab this one. It is obviously on finer paper than the other ones that are going in there. Handwritten with, like, calligraphy, almost, and and styling than the others. It is traveling north to the Traveler's Rest, actually. Doesn't seem to be going where you want to go, but with the idea you could stop there and then circle around, which is doable, traveling north to the Traveler's Rest. It's one woman whose uh, name is uh, Columba Boshane, who is going there to bring her... It, it is her rest stop on the way to Aurora Heights to put her star... It says uh, to put her star, Don Juan, on the stage that he deserves in the contest. Uh, So she's apparently bringing a Pokemon up there for the contests. Nowhere is it mentioned that this Columba Boshane has any battling experience or any badges, (laughs) but she's offering offering 50,000 Poke per person. (laughs) Wow. Those are the three. uh, Two of them definitely fit, and one of them is offering enough money that she might fit in. You should just find her, steal from her, and then grab one of these other loser jobs. (laughs) (laughs) I I think in the... the, interests of lying low we should go with this uh, monastery acolyte who would he, he sounds like maybe he's a little weird but we we'd probably wind up with a sort of ally in him but it's missing a zero <laughs> the the zero is is in your mind <laughs> maybe in your mind the zero is in the priceless experience which means he's not going to give us anything. It's Dude, he's just some he's just some loser hippie. Yeah, but he'd get us there. One of whom you trained with for three weeks and gained a bunch of levels from. But means <laughs> get us where? Doesn't even say where we're going. Just says we're going west. Yeah, well, my oasis is west. 
But what if it is it is it northwest? Is it southwest? Is it just west west? Is it Key West? I think you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> if you end up in Key West, something has gone very wrong. <laughs> but how about this uh, this uh, musician guy? Like low profile. Like have any, have any of you heard about this guy? Have I heard about this? Lucas guy? Green. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have we heard about his musical escapades? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's a local guy, so. Okay, so he's a wannabe. So we can lay yeah, he, sounds, he sounds like a burnout, like a hooligan, and I. Yeah, yeah. hooligan. <laughs> Listen to this old man lingo. Charlie wouldn't say this, but but Paul is thinking. I mean, who, look at who he's traveling with. Talk about <laughs> hooligans. <laughs> hey, Ruse isn't that bad. <laughs> I have a certain level of hooligan tolerance, and it's pretty maxed out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, whatever. I think we could always uh, raise your raise your limits with that. That comes with milestones. <laughs> <laughs> to Paul and to Charlie, I think it makes the most sense to do the 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 Lucas Green one. So, out of character, I was thinking more of the acolyte because that one seems. I mean, like, no pun intended, but more freeing <laughs> that we can just kind of like ditch whenever we want, and it's cool. Also, too, if this sure. person's an acolyte of the scaled fist, they'll probably be the most helpful in Ravager battles. Yeah. Nick, is there a chance that uh, also that this um, this scaled fist uh, person, will they potentially recognize us from the time that we spent there? It's not impossible. Um, We've got connections with the scaled fist. And is that good or bad? I imagine that's probably good, because they, they seem more... Less futurist and more more closely aligned with uh, Agni, I guess. Well, it seems more well, like they, they were, were against both, if I'm being honest. Like, right. they were like, leave us both Beautiful. alone. They were closely more, um, if I remember correctly, they were a little more similar or in the same vein to us as, like, the Fero mm-hmm. Corps. And, like, we're really friendly with them, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if we've got that strong bond with the Fero Corps and want to strengthen the bond with the monastery, that's already okay, uh, I think. The, the other thing I'll say is uh, the Monastery of the Scaled Fist, I believe, is the only place where I didn't describe uh, hair and eye color of anyone except for Cole, yeah, because there was enough of a mixture that it wasn't, it wasn't an attention to pay it. Mm. Hmm. So I think we should go with this monastery person. Well, it's been nice knowing you guys, but <laughs> money calls my name. I mean, we're going to loop back around anyways, so. <laughs> but we don't know how. This person, like, yes, money is nice, but we can do plenty without money. I survived in the wilderness for weeks on end with just my cooking skills and foraging for mushrooms. So. Liliana is going to put, like, both of her hands on Professor Sneeze's shoulders and just kind of, like, latch onto them and be like, Professor Sneeze, so many of your precious Pokemon are in pain right now. Horrible, terrible pain because of tough battles that we've gone through. And you know how you are healing your Pokemon right now? Even yourself as well, too, is through the items that we had to buy. Think about how bad this has been lately. Do you do you think that this is really going to pay anything? 
Are you really willing to risk hurting your Pokemon even more? How how cruel are you? I thought you were better than this. I, I thought you were the role model of the group. I think it's more likely that with this monastery person, we'd kind of share the burden of combat and such. Whereas with this Columba lady, she doesn't even seem to have any badges. We'd be bearing the brunt of all the fighting and, and going north. It, I, I, uh, and then we'd have to travel farther on our own as well. Well, we all start somewhere. You shouldn't judge about badge numbers. We're on a bit of a time crunch. Like, we know the futurists are going to the Crystal Caverns, and, like, we can't waste any time here. So, like, yeah, we want to get money, but, like, what goes money if you're, like, arrested or captured and can't even spend it? I mean... And, and they'd probably take your money. We'll, we'll be going and uh, doing more badges and stuff, too. Maybe we'll run into this lady and she'll have another job for us later on. And we, we'll get more money later. It's an investment. You two are such straight edges, and I, it kills me. <laughs> I don't know how in the world we ever... <sighs> Fine. Okay. Fine. I know. I know how to pick my battles. <laughs> Charlie looks at his arms and like legs and is like, I'm. I don't know. I'm a little curvy. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of slim and whatnot, but like, I'm not talking about your body. Oh. <laughs> what are you talking about then? So, anyways, fine. Professor Sneeze. Fine. You win this one. Yes. Professor Sneeze takes out a notebook. Check. <laughs> don't see the other half of the page, which is completely black. <laughs> <laughs> Liliana is going to release Ruse and Ruse is going to look kind of like grungy and like street style that like Liliana is wearing. She's going to have like some torn up jeans and a hoodie as well too and like Converse. Okay, so kind of similar to Professor to Liliana, but okay. Mm-hmm. Charlie waves at Ruse. <laughs> Ruse looks at you uh, with a blank expression until Liliana and Professor Sneeze are both looking away, and then the look on her face is, do that again and you lose a finger. <laughs> <laughs> but it's black. It, it's back to neutrality at the moment. Uh, Professor Sneeze or Liliana turns around. Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, naturally. Okay, so you guys are going to see the uh, Acolyte? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay, um, you head there. Ah, so he uh, asked to meet near the edge of town. It seems like he was basically getting ready to go. So he was almost good to go almost immediately, as long as you are. Um, uh, the man's name is Quinn Jokinen. Uh, J-O-K-I-N-E-N. You gotta be joking me. <laughs> Out of out of character questions, is this someone that we've met before, or like, is this like this seems so familiar to me? You have not, or or, or maybe not met before, but is this like somebody's character? No, I don't think so. Okay, okay. Hmm. You mean like a Patreon? Let me. No, like, like remember when we made our characters? But like, you guys would remember your character. Yeah, and this is not. Like, my oh yeah, character. yeah, yeah. No, no, this is not my. Okay. So yeah, never mind. Never mind. This is not. It's not at the moment. No. Uh, but not at the moment. <laughs> we'll never see them again. Uh, so he is stooped with age. He mer- he maybe barely makes it up to five feet. Uh, he doesn't have enough mm. hair left on his head to tell what color it was. Um, <laughs> squinty eyes there and everything. And so uh, he greets all of you. One is like, "Oh, good. Uh, you must be." Uh, 
responding to uh, my message for the experience. Wonderful. Oh, are you ready to go? Yes. Uh, I'm pro- uh, <clears throat> And Professor Sneeze kind of looks at his clothes. I'm- uh, And he looks around uh, and sees, uh, uh, sees a, an ice cream stand and he says, I'm Popsicle. I'm here to respond with my compatriots. And I'm I- Ike-sickle. <laughs> Liliana is just giving, like, Liliana and Ruse are just sharing this, like, sidelong look at each other, like, oh my gosh, these two, they're, they're hopeless. <laughs> Quinn looks at you all and raises up one hand and kind of pats Professor Sneeze's shoulder and says, it does get hard to remember as we age. <laughs> He throws out a Pokemon and releases it, and Charlie, you definitely recognize this Pokemon. You don't think it's the same one, but it is a Drompa. Oh, so his his eyes light up. <laughs> a giant green dragon with fluffy white fur slash feathers for wings and big eyebrows and like a chin thing in the tail there. And he looks and kind of still patting Professor Cena on the shoulder says, ah, "Come s- sit with me." The- the young still have strong legs, and he kind of leads you over to where the Drompa has a set of saddles. Drompa have mountable too, so he, oh. he can he can have himself and one other person. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. Yes, uh, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you too can walk. Char- Charlie is a bit disappointed. Like, oh man, I want wanted to ride one again. <laughs> <laughs> you start heading towards uh, the edge of town, getting to the watchtower area. You see that it's a little more alert. And then it has been that they are kind of active and looking through it, but uh, this older uh, Quinn kind of walks up and he does all the talking, just kind of like, he, he's very much looks like the old man who's definitely not all there, but is very friendly and nice to all the people and kind of stumbles over a few things. And so you can almost see the uh, the eyes of the guards kind of glaze over a bit as they're like, this person's completely harmless. <laughs> there is nothing going on here. And so you talk, you talk your way through and you go for a bit and you keep heading and you're heading out through kind of the flat. It's so, sort of rolling hills, but mostly flat land, arid, a dry area. It's definitely getting colder as... The days have gone by. You're going through for a bit. Uh, once you get farther out, where it's just like grayish, brownish land all around, and Quinn is sitting there. You're all nearby. There hasn't much, been much conversation, I suppose. You guys are still kind of caught up in your own thoughts. You're working your way mm. through that, and Quinn is sitting back. Ah, with a view like this, you can almost imagine that you're back in the monastery. Uh. Oh, don't mind me. I tend to ramble. <laughs> <laughs> sure. How long have you been in the monastery? I spent my life for a while. I'm not much of one for uh, the physical arts, but I have plenty that can help out in other places. I'm glad you were almost a minute late. You made it in time. A minute late for what? Oh, don't mind me. My eyes play tricks on me time and again. Or maybe it's my mind. No. (laughs) It can be hard to tell. (laughs) Oh, while I'm thinking about it, uh, the, the priceless experience that I mentioned. Oh, uh, yeah. I suppose people have started putting prices on it. Uh, there's a few things that I know with my... Spent plenty of time around people and Pokemon of all sorts and all places. Well, I can't do too much. I'm fairly good at letting especially Pokemon know the things that they could do that they may not have thought about. Uh, as he goes and explains, he's a mentor is his class. Oh. 
And he has the Move Tutor ability. Nice. Any move on one of your Pokemon's pools, he can mm, 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 in the Tutor mm. pools. And he is offering that as the priceless experience. And would he do that for any of our Pokemon up to, like... It seems like he's probably offering only for one of each of yours, but... All right. Okay. Noted. Thank you. Ooh. And the, as you guys are kind of thinking through this and you're walking along, Quinn kind of turns and... Is looking over and looks over at, you know, Liliana and Ruse and says, you know, if that's tiring at all, you can put it down at any time. We're far away. Nah, we're <laughs> fine. All right. She is a lovely uh, Pokemon without that disguise, too. Ha! <laughs> mm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, you know, we just want to be safe. You never know what type of people you might meet or Pokemon, so it's good to have the upper hand. Mm. Lillian is just not even going to try and <laughs> try and guile her way out of this one. I suppose, I suppose. Uh, do Yarmahama have uh, egg moves? They should be on their list if they have them, and if I don't have that, then I never got around to making them, which is unfortunate. Uh, I, I've decided okay. I'm going to have Atlas, my bestiodon, learn Stealth Rock. Ooh. Hmm. Uh, it looks like I did not give them egg moves and tutor moves. That is what I noticed as well. Yeah, I didn't but get to that, and I apologize. Listen, it's just more of a, is it something that's an option to me or not? So don't, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I could see it being the sort of thing where if you think something makes logical sense to be an egg move or tutor move for it, you could suggest yes. it and it could veto yeah. it. If yeah, but I'm more to. than willing for it to be argued. So wait, is this tutor move? something that we have to pick right now no you can decide it uh since okay. it's the priceless i just i had a stroke of inspiration so mm. okay <laughs> so you're kind of traveling along it seems like during the daytime you're so close enough to lands meet that you're not kind of you're not dealing with too much it gets darker and you kind of are winding your way down to find a camp in an area one of the both nicer and more concerning things about this area is that you've noticed Almost on mile markers, but maybe a little farther spaced out, there are places like either cut into the ground or cut into the rocker areas that are basically like, this is a fortified position for you to make camp that are set up <laughs> along the road. <laughs> so it's nice because it's there, but it's concerning because it's needed. Yeah. And so uh, as you make your way and you're making your way to camp and kind of set up uh quinn gets down kind of complaining about his back and his bones and all that fun stuff and he's like well he kind of sits down for a moment you see him kind of meditating for a bit as he's kind of making his way and you guys are making the camp and getting everything set up cooking whatever you like ah he opens his eyes in the end and says ah you young ike uh you may want to sleep a little lighter tonight uh we don't need mm. to worry about the watch, but it'll go a little better if you're awake before the sneeze will get here. But we don't need to worry about a watch besides that. They'll be here hmm, a couple hours before dawn. <laughs> huh. What do you mean sneezes right... Uh, I mean, uh... Oh, sneezel! Sneezel! Uh, yeah, the, the sneezel. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. Is he falling asleep? <laughs> a, a, a slight snore comes out from him. <laughs> So, just to be clear, he's saying that a watch is not needed, but just to, like, sleep lightly? Mm-hmm. He seems to have suggested that there will be an attack from Sneasel a couple hours before dawn, and uh, he's reminding you specifically to sleep lightly, apparently, because you'd be the first to notice. Mm -hmm. What would I even do to sleep lightly, <laughs> like... Well, we can find out next time, because I think we're out of all the time we have for this week. Ah, <laughs> so. 
Thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapsradio.org slash Pokemon dash rollout, on Twitter at Podcast, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pokerollout. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve your request to join. There you can join in the conversation with creators and fans to become a part of the Pokemon Rollout community. Also, follow our network on Twitter, at Tapster Radio, and check out some of our other great shows at TapsterRadio.org, like Intermission, Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch, Freddy Goes to a Podcast, and Us Play Fiasco. A special thank you to Rocco W. for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles, and feel free to check the show notes for the other music and sound effects used in this episode. Once again, I'm Nick, and you can follow me on Twitter, if I'm ever on it, at PokerollNick. <laughs> I'm Paul. On Twitter, you can find me at ProfSnag, and uh, as always, come hang out with us in our Discord and our Facebook tap room, especially our Discord. We've got a nice community going there. <laughs> uh, people like to chat there about all things Pokemon, really. We've expanded. We just added a TCG channel, which by just added once you hear this it'll be like two or three months away <laughs> but like yeah we just added that <laughs> and it's uh it's a fun time so come uh, share your favorite pokemon cards and talk all things pokemon with us mm-hmm. i'm michael i'm on twitter at m-g-l-i-l-i-e-n-t-h-a-l uh, that's all she wrote and I'm Lydia, and you can follow me on Twitter at lil underscore shadow eight and also don't forget too that we have an instagram Ooh, maybe it's for the better that I don't take a direct route. One way or another, I suppose I'm around. You can follow me on Twitter at Behind Your Eyely. That's Behind Your E-Y-E-L-I. If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollout, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like us, donate to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash pokerollpodcast, and get some sweet rewards. Special thanks to our patrons, Box Cheese, Dr. Audino, Peter Stadmuller, James Burgard, Eric Lonquist, Kyle Albert, Taylor Bonforte, David Harshman, Michael, Richie Kammer, Matt Carlton, Askablod, Andrew Weil, T.T., Jeffrey Show, Micah Greenspoon, Casey DeFridis, Spencer Toole, Fenrir8907, Andrew Case, DGZ, Dean Frostmage, Froxus, Legendary, Ursa93, Terry Fowl, Scotty Newton, Chandler Shack, Lance, Julie Egan, Lauren Polson, Nathan Hemmelgarn, Alchemage, and Big Fat Nuke. You guys are awesome, and we can't say it enough. We really appreciate all that you, the gentle listeners, do for us. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. So no one told you life was gonna be this way. Ooh, <laughs> we're friends, Michael. Nice. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, I'll say only now. <laughs> <laughs> Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From our fancy to yours.